Okay, we got the podcast on and recording. Get ready here for another exciting, exhilarating episode. Alright, got the video going. Christmas shred music there for you. So uh, this is Americana, the American way. I am Big John. You can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John. Also, this is on Rumble, as well as uh, IGTV on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, my user name is. J underscore Mo underscore four underscore Prez PRZ. So J Mo for Prez is the Instagram TV uh, page. <laughs> I'm new to using Instagram TV, IGTV, but it, I think it's a better option. So. Uh, I'm done with YouTube, I'm done with Twitter, so. One thing that's not done is the conflict between Hamas in Gaza and Israel. Uh, the UN Security Council is proposing a resolution for a ceasefire, which obviously needs to take place, but... Uh, the Biden administration is saying he will oppose such a resolution because it would interfere with his peace talks. Uh, this is important. I don't. I guess it's not a sign that the United States is taking Israel's side necessarily, but it is a sign that. The Biden administration isn't going to just go along with any old thing the United Nations says to do. Uh, the U.S. is one of the five permanent members of the U.N. Security Council, along with uh, China, Great Britain, France, and Russia. These are basically... the Allied powers of World War II. Um, they are the members that have veto power over the other 14 members. So if the United States, China, Russia, France, the United Kingdom, any of those uh, oppose something the rest of the council votes to pass, it's automatically vetoed. Uh, pretty cool power to have, even though a lot of UN resolutions don't carry a lot of weight. Uh, but for example, if you know the UN, if one of the five permanent members or somebody wanted to declare a war on 
another nation or something like that, these five powers could say, well, UN troops are not going to be a part of that. You'll have to build your own coalition. Uh, I'm not saying we're going that direction here with Israel, just saying uh, I believe <coughs> when George W. wanted to have the UN go to war with Iraq, wanted to have UN support and UN uh, coalition troops, I think it was Russia that objected. So basically the United States went it alone. Uh, when Clinton wanted to uh, have UN intervention in, I believe it was Kosovo in the 90s, one of the Security Council members objected, uh, and so Clinton went to NATO instead. Just a little tidbit there, but uh, the Biden administration will oppose a UN proposed ceasefire in the in the Israeli Gaza uh, conflict war. Might as well call it what it is a war. Something uh, strange, funny, interesting, interesting. Uh, I talked back in my my olden days in college. Uh, Got something in my eyeball, of course. Uh, a buddy of mine, we were talking about, uh, I guess it was the Iraq invasion. Man, I was in college a long-ass time. Anyways, um, <clears throat> we were talking about the soldiers being awake for like three days. And I'm like, man, how do you stay awake that long? And a buddy of mine who was in the Marines said... Oh, the army or the military has a pill that they give you that keeps you awake for three days. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like revolutionary stuff, uh, evidently. Our, our army and military has developed. This is awesome, right? Well, no, it's just crystal meth. <laughs> a glorified version of meth. Uh, and I was listening to a Ye Joe Rogan podcast today. Uh, was uh, Alex Jones was on there? It's, it's a it was an old podcast, but they were talking about you know the kamikazes in World War II being amped up on crystal meth uh, in order to do their uh, bidding. So uh, I got looking at this, and it's it's very true. And I think throughout history, uh, throughout wars. Uh, different cultures have used drugs and things in in war times. Uh, I know the uh, like in South America, man. There's all kinds of like natural herbs and leaves and stuff that you can chew on and get a, a pretty amazing high. So you know, we think uh, I'm not an advocate of drugs. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not even an advocate of medicinal marijuana. Um, I do prefer natural remedies, but when you need something, you need to consult with your doctor. Let's put it that way. Uh, but anyways, uh, we act like getting high and getting on dope is so taboo. 
but really throughout the history of warfare, uh, throughout the history of the world, cultures have used and taken knowing, knowingly or not, whether or not they knew it. You know, they've used different natural herbs uh, for uh, exploring their mind, I guess you would say, expanding their minds, uh, <clears throat> magic, healing, and fighting wars. But uh, this stuff that went on in World War II really uh, blew me away because I just thought, man, these guys are out there you know, fighting, you know, the, the Nazis were fighting because they thought they were better than everybody and that they should dominate the world. And they had the uh, German people and people ger jo joining the German army uh, and so on to do this. But um, a, a lot of it had to do with the fact the soldiers were on dope. Um, I shouldn't say a lot of it. Uh, going back here, though, let's look at History.com, the history of meth. A Japanese chemist first synthesized methamphetamine uh, called meth, crank, crystal meth, or speed uh, from another stimulant in 1893. Methamphetamine was used early in medical treatment for uh, narcolepsy, asthma, and a weight loss drug. So in World War II, both the Allies and the Axis powers used it to drug use the drug to keep troops awake. Uh, after the war, meth use increased dramatically. Well, yeah, it's very addictive. No shit. Um, This is funny. Uh, scientists first developed amphetamine-type stimulants, including methamphetamine, as a mandate, or pardon me, a man-made alternative to the ephedra plant. Ephedra was a weight loss drug used by a lot of bodybuilders and people just wanting to lose weight. Uh, it's a natural occurring plant, but it was uh, outlawed in the United States because uh, kids were taking too many diet pills and having heart attacks. Uh, Grown-ups, too. So, go down here. Methamphetamines in World War II. During World War II, German pharmaceutical company uh, Temmler marketed methamphetamine tablets as a non-prescription drug under the brand uh, Pervitin. Methamphetamine tr triggers a response in the body that's similar to adrenaline, heightening alertness and willingness to take risks. So this was for them a way to keep their soldiers moving forward through some uh, horrendous conditions and also makes you more willing to take the risk of say dying uh, you know the, I mean war is hell 
you can be standing there and a machine gun bullet or 10 can rip through your friend and blow them into pieces and they want you to be able to keep moving forward. Uh, Japanese, German, and British military personnel are reported to have used a stimulant to enhance endurance, ward off fatigue during long campaigns. Kamikaze pilots, this is what Alex Jones and Joe Rogan were talking about, received high doses of pervitin before suicide flight missions. Japanese factory workers also used methamphetamine to work longer hours. The German army ordered frontline soldiers and fighter pilots to take a military-issued stimulant containing a combination of, listen to this, methamphetamine and cocaine. All right. She don't lie. She don't lie. She don't lie. Cocaine. Uh, man. Uh, but that's what you, they had to do to get their, their men and women to fight, you know. Uh, keep them going during those long battles and you know you wonder how people <coughs> fought for days on end this is how they did it um, it just surprises me because like I said we're taught in school one, that these battles and these wars were being fought by people who thought they were noble, people thought that they were right, and the other side was wrong to the point that the other side had to be killed or dominated. Uh, you don't think that, you know, the Nazis were sending their soldiers into battle high on coke and, and methamphetamine. But... They were, and, you know, a lot of military uh, militaries used this. The United States Army used it, too. Like I said, a friend of mine in college who was a Marine telling me about the pill that they uh, were given that could keep them awake for three days. Well, yeah, well, now we know what was in the pill. It wasn't anything magical uh, or, you know, modern technology it was something uh, Japan invented in 1893. <laughs> Meth. Over in Germany, since I like to rip on Nazis, there was a book written uh, called... Um, the Total Rush, I cannot pronounce the German pronunciation, so. Uh, it was published in English called Blitzed, and it talked about a pill form of the drug per, uh, Pervitin was distributed by the millions to the Wurschmark troops before the successful invasion of France in 1940. Um, I already talked about who developed it. The so-called stimulant decree issued in April 1940 sent more than 35 million tablets of Prevotin and Isofan, a slightly modified version 
uh, of the pill to the front lines where the where they fueled the Nazis blitzkrieg invasion of France through the Ardennes mountains. Uh, it should be noted that Germans were not alone in using performance, like this, they say performance enhancing drugs <laughs> in World War II. Allied soldiers were known to use amphetamines, speed, in the form of Benzedrin. Uh, they're also known as Bennies in order to uh, battle combat fatigue. Nazi leaders uh, research suggests they favored their own particular drugs of choice. Uh, in an interview with Weiss, he, uh, German researcher Aller, O-H-L-E-R, clarified not all of them took every drug. Some more, some less. Some of them on methamphetamine, for example. Uh, the chief aircraft procurement and supply officer was on drugs. Uh, Hermann Gorig was at, was actually was actually nicknamed Morig because he liked morphine so much. Uh, Hitler's personal doctors, medical records showed that uh, he shot Hitler up with multiple drugs every day. Um, where does it tell? Okay. Drugs such as, uh, as amphetamines, barbiturates, and opiates. So uh, Hitler liked his opiates. among other things. Um, probably explains a lot. You have to be on something serious to uh, come up with the crazy ideas that these people had. But uh, the drugs probably fueled the crazy. It wasn't like they took the drugs and became the Jew-murdering assholes that they were. Going back through history, though, a lot of pardon me, why I really like my cigar. A lot of drugs have been used in a lot of cultures. I'd really like to get into when it became taboo, you know, um, recreational or non-recreational, you know, the drug culture is an interesting thing. I'm not an advocate, I'm not a fan of any kind of drugs, uh, but, you know, it's just strange how... There's a history that you don't get taught in school. You won't hear from you know, our leaders. But every culture throughout the, the eons has had some plant or some herb or some concoction that they came up with. You know, we had a time in the United States of prohibition, right? 
and alcohol especially hard liquor had the nickname spirits because they thought that if you drank it you became possessed by evil spirits it's like um, do they know that like founding fathers because pure water was hard to come by people uh, drank like rum punch a lot of the uh, meetings that formed the revolution were held in taverns and bars what we would call them bars now they were tav taverns back then but it's just kind of, it's just strange the way we the way the world changes you know uh, the, the way we think of things but that did fascinate me because I used to read uh, I was such a dork. I, we would go to the uh, library in elementary school and go through uh, the books, right? And it would be like all the other guys were getting the National Geographics out about the uh, <laughs> the ones with the, the naked women from Africa in them and I'd be like obsessing over the book on the Titanic and the uh, uh, kamikazes in World War II and stuff oh well I I've seen plenty of breasts in my life I didn't miss much uh, here's the thing that I was really into um, that my buddy was telling me about back in our olden days of college. It's called Nighthawk. Is that... Oh, man, where did it go? Okay. Or, pardon me, Night Eagle. Uh, the Chinese army reportedly introduced its own smart drugs. The anti-sleep pill referred to in the West as Night Eagle had enabled soldiers to stay awake for 72 hours. Uh, Russian pharmacies, there are plenty easily available medicines, which in the West are called nootropics and are banned in sports <laughs> as doping. Some of the performance enhancers originally developed for astronauts used by the Red Army during the Afghan War from 1979 to 1989. Compounds such as uh, Fentrapil, Metra, Proda, and Mel work similarly as Detra uh, hold on here, Detro Aphetamine and methamphetamine without the same uh, serotonin and dopamine side effects. So they're a, a different uh, type of methamphetamine, but it doesn't have the side effects, which I would guess would be, I would hope would mean less addictive, though I don't know that for sure. Uh, for ISIL, the, see, 
here we go again. This is another group that's on their pedestal saying we're fighting <coughs> we're fighting the holy war. We're fighting for our freedom from the you know evil Jew oppression of the United States. And ISIL its choice is Kappa Kappagon, a powerful stimulant known as fentaline metabolized in the body to form aphermine aphetamine pardon me and fentaline was invented in 1961 became a major recreational drug in the middle east and more recently favored as a stimulant in the syrian war for fighters it promotes alertness enhances strength uh, a lot of people will tell you how uh, unhumanly strong some of these Middle Eastern soldiers are so that that kind of explains that um, it numbs fear so that's why they're not afraid to blow themselves up or just out out die for Allah uh, you know run into machine gun fire like a bunch of war hooping wild engines. Um, and it also increases bravado. Jihadists have been reported to consume it uh, perversely, pervasively, pardon me, while also taking powerful opioid painkillers and hashish. Some people take it so much, if you shoot them, they won't drop. Yeah, I, I've heard that about the the Middle Eastern soldiers uh, uh, no one explained why but they were on some kind of uh, pill or medic medication or herb or something that would keep them from dying when they're shot like they just keep going uh, almost zombie-ish now if you shoot them with a big enough round yeah they're gonna die but uh, I'm assuming they probably mean small arms or uh, handgun fire or something like that. They don't uh, instantly keel over. Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, similar experience was shared by U.S. Marines in the Battle of 2004 for Fallujah. This was a big one in Iraq uh, where the town was overrun with uh, insurgents, uh, ISIS... ISIL and uh, Al-Qaeda and the Marines just set up kill zones and went they warned the people get out because if you're in one of these kill boxes you're dead we're not taking prisoners we're not asking questions you're dead so let's see here a similar experience by uh, US Marines during 2004 Battle of Fallujah Iraqi insurgents were so heavily doped up on amphetamines and cocaine they continued fighting despite severe injuries when the standard firing procedure aim at the body failed marines were ordered to refocus on headshots so we, you know we had 1814 we took a little trip with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi, don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. 
to 2004, shoot them in the whites of their eyes, evidently. So the, this is some of the stuff, you know, they, they don't teach you in school. Maybe they teach it in college if you have a good professor. But um, a, lot, a lot of the, the armies that we've fought and our military too are given uh, drugs to keep them awake, increase their bravado, uh, and so on and so forth. So they can wage these battles for days on end. Uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not denigrating the soldiers, except for the Nazis. They're, the Nazis are always have been and always will be assholes in my book. But just saying, you know, we are told uh, that you know the Nazis thought they were these noble, <clears throat> pure. Uh, Aryan race and that was their their uh, reason for wanting to take over the world and create the superhuman race and really the average soldier was on the front line may have been fighting to uh, expand Germany fighting for revenge uh, because Germany was so harshly punished after World War One. But he was also fighting because he was hopped up on meth and cocaine. These great holy warriors of the Middle East that are, you know, fighting us filthy Jew Western heathens. By the way, I love Jewish people. I'm saying what the ISIS and Taliban and Al-Qaeda think of Americans, okay? Uh... They're, they're, they're supposedly these holy, pure people fighting a holy war. No, they're on coke and meth. <laughs> you know, you shoot, you get shot. Let me tell you, you get shot with a, an M16 round, you're going to die. They hit you dead center in your body or anywhere in your, well, I got a lot of body to hit, but you get hit center mass with a, a bullet moving at supersonic speed, you're going to die. If you get your leg blown off, an arm blown off, you're going down. You know, not not ISIL, not ISIS, not, uh, not Al-Qaeda. They were so coked up and methed up, they were damn near impervious to M16 rounds. Uh, and our army does it too with this uh, super pill that the Chinese developed. Before that, our army was giving the soldiers uh, pills with meth in them. Uh, that's how they were able to sustain these long battles. Not all of them sustained it. You know, the, the ones that fought in the Battle of the Bulge, they froze to death uh, out in those fields, German and Americans. Same thing on the Russian front, you know, German and Russian soldiers, uh, especially the Germans in that harsh Russian winter, uh, died. But maybe that's why they, they kept fighting in spite of the fact that they were dying of hypothermia. They didn't know it because they were so wired. Strange, strange world we live in, peeps. Just, uh... Just throwing the, throwing the factoids out there for you.
I got this from uh, history.com, so I'm not looking at info wars or news wars, but Alex Jones and Joe Rogan kind of inspired me to think a little. Uh, also, uh, some of this information came from militaryhistorynow.com. So I don't know the uh, validity of that website, the you know the fact checkers, but what is written here uh, jives right along with what I've been told by people that are are or were in the military, and stories that I heard in uh, reliable news sources. So this kind of clarifies some things. That being said, God bless you all again. IGTV. J underscore Mo underscore four underscore Prez PRZ JMO for Prez uh, on Rumble Americana the American Way and all your beautiful lovely podcasting platforms. This has been Americana the American Way. I'm real. I'm Big John. You can find me at the Real Big John on Parlor. And have a blessed day and pray for one another, please. Pray for peace. We all just need peace, man. Peace and love. That's all we're saying. Give peace a chance.